from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a sort of an overcast, wet, damp uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Although I saw the sun trying to peek out as we were uh, sitting out in the lobby waiting on the first show to end. And uh, got a lot of racing to talk about here. Got a good guest. And uh, I tell you, it's really winding down. Let me uh, say that Ronnie couldn't be with us today. He's going to watch his granddaughter, I guess it is, play volleyball. Yep. And... uh, but we got Greg back. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. I mean, uh, had usual problems. It's getting old, but the, the weather's been pretty well nice. But you don't know when it's going to rain. You, you know, I mean, the rain, rain. Well, when it gets cloudy. <laughs> when it gets cloudy, you know. <laughs> That's the first tip-off. And, uh, but you can tell that the days are getting a little bit shorter. That's I, sure. I can't. I can't stand one. I never have a lot of daylight savings time to start with. But Well, they... It's this one where you fall back that hour. Yep. When you spring ahead hour, you're going back to normal. But when you fall back, you're going on daylight savings time. And that, no, you got it backwards. I do? Yeah. When you fall back, that's when it goes back to regular time, and it gets dark by about 530. And right. In the springtime, you spring ahead an hour, and that's when it's daylight till 7 o'clock. I did have that backwards, didn't I? Yeah. But anyway, one of them bothers me, and one of them don't. <laughs> Well, but what got me? We went out and uh, me and uh, Larry Burr fooling with a simulator over at his house, and recreating, you know, some tracks and, and throwing some chassis setups and different things. And, uh, and I realized it was Friday the thirteenth. Yep, it was. And we stopped by to get a snack. But anyway, when I re- we realized it's Friday the thirteenth, we made sure we went straight back to the house. Yeah, I didn't. At the psychologically, I'm not that superstitious, but uh, I did recognize it. I didn't think I took any more chances than usual yesterday. I went to the doctor and he didn't have any bad news, so I guess that was lucky. But uh, yeah, so you had good, you had good luck. Huh? so far, somebody my age, I wish I wish I had taken better care of myself. But I guess some of this stuff would have happened anyway. But I'm all right. I'm I'm in a yeah. I'm pretty good shape for the shape I'm in. And uh, we got a good show for you this morning. Now, just about now, uh, they should be kicking off the race at Road Atlanta for the Motul Petit Le Mans, which will be the last race of the IMSA uh, season. And, of course, we pull for the Wheeling Cadillac uh, out of Charlotte that our buddy Mike Hill used to work for, but he's still in very close contact with them. And... Uh, they qualified, I believe it was ninth yesterday. They qualified in the rain, and Pipo Durrani ran off the track. And Anyway, it's a 10-hour race, and it's starting here in a few minutes, and will be uh, going, obviously, till 10 o'clock tonight. And I, I'm sorry, it's a 12-hour race. It may be 10. <laughs> you know, now I'm not sure about it. But uh, well, I, I, remember, I remember hearing hearing the word 10 
It might go from noon to... I, I need to find that out. I, I thought I had it down pat. I love Road Atlanta. Well, I do too. And uh, But anyway, we'll, we'll talk to Mike at 11, uh, 11.20 thereabouts after we talk to our guest, which uh, you got us a good guest, uh, Greg. Who'd you get? Well, we got a previous NASCAR winner. Finds uh, a lot of name for himself. As a matter of fact, Perry, we had him on the list, and we hadn't talked to him here, I think, pre-COVID times or whatever. But uh, Mr. Jerry Nadeau. Jerry Nadeau, now. And he spent some time in Spartanburg, I think, for a while. I think he, he married. I think he may have married somebody out of Spartanburg. I, I can't remember, but he, he, he's a good driver. His name was tossed around Budmore Engineering a bunch uh, in about 1995. You know, '96 and stuff like that, but uh, ran a whole lot in 1997. But he's a good race driver. Look forward to talking to him. Well, you know, he's been on every talk show in the in the business, as most of our guests have. That's nothing unusual about that. But they all talk about, and as we did pre-COVID when we had him on last time, um, he ended his career with a terrible. Uh, driver's side crash up at Richmond in a practice session. And uh, you wouldn't think Richmond would be a place uh, that, you know, could hurt you, but uh, any track can can bite you, any of them. And he, he was driving that, uh, I believe it was a Pontiac for the Army car, and spun out and hit the wall flush on the driver's side, and that, you know, he had like a 6% chance of living. And it messed him up. He was knocked out in a coma for, and then they had a self-induced coma for like three weeks. And he just had a terrible time with rehabilitation, and uh, it ended his career. In fact, he's he's still not a hundred percent. He said the left side of his body is still numb from um, from where he hit that wall or tingly, I think he says. But you know what, Greg? I don't want to talk about that because that's what everybody talks about. And he just did a, I don't know how long ago it was, but all of these interviews are on YouTube, and uh, especially the a very in-depth one. There's a couple of them. You look at them, and they're like 45 minutes long, and he was a guest on uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s show, and they yeah. went into it in depth, and I'm just not going to do it again. No. He did a lot of other things, and, and to bring him on and then well, he, talk about the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody, I, I'm not going to do it. We're going to talk about good yeah. things. I mean, you know, if, if he brings it up, well, well if I, he brings it up, that's different. That's different, but we're not because he done. He has a heck of a lot of credentials in driving race cars, winning a race, winning some road races, and all over the country, all over the world. world. He so he definitely had the credentials to be a good race driver. Yeah. So we don't need to be talking about his career in in crash. Yeah, and uh, it was it was devastating. And as as I was talking about driving over here, it's almost identical. If you if you look at footage, of course there is no footage of some of this stuff I'm getting ready to mention. But um, he hit he spun and he hit flush on the driver's side, and this is before they had soft walls. That's right. I probably would have been a big help if you'd had a soft wall. It would have helped a lot. And then one of the things I heard. Uh, prepping for the show last night i listened to one of the interviews he cut the padding out of the side of his headrest to down to about a, a quarter of what it was supposed to be so he, he said he liked to turn his head when he was driving and um that didn't help it either but what i was gonna say is kenny Irwin and adam petty had 
very similar wrecks at uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire and didn't make it. And John Nemechek did the same thing in, in a truck. truck at Homestead. Homestead, you were there. Yeah, I was there for that one, and and he didn't make it. And uh, we had that happen down in Atlanta with them still doing some testing. Yep. And right after they paved the track, right, and, and we, reconfigured it. That re, it's fresh pavement is everything, and this is like in '97, '97, '98. Had that Daytona USA paint job that on it in the. At the super good car, he could run all, almost near all the way around the racetrack wide open. He could t- matter of fact, Walter and a lot of other people were down there testing. Uh, five or six, eight, eight real good teams. And uh, we, we, we tested faster than any of them. But when we got ready, we got ready to run a real, a really going to run a lap, which would have been really one for the books. He got through one and two wide open. Went down the back stretch, just carried more speed in the head, so he just took for granted that the car was going to stick. And uh, he, he took for granted it was going to stick, and it didn't. And it turned when it stuck. Fun like this, and he hit plus on the driver's side wall. His thing had to be running 130 at least. And probably fast now, probably faster than that, but. And uh, all, it, all it, of these that we're talking about hit the same way. And it ruined his career. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had long range. He had to cut him out of the car and all. Anyway, bad stuff, like I say. He had a uh, – Tim Steele used to win every single ARCA race. I mean, every week it was who was going to finish second to Tim Steele back yeah. in those days. And uh, I think he did race again after that, but not with very satisfactory results. Jerry Nadu did not race again after uh-huh. his crash. And – uh um, so, but we're going to talk about some of the other things he did, like the, uh, uh, he was a, a go-kart champion. He ran, uh, Skip Barber series. He ran all over Europe in, uh, Formula Fords and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, um, he ran at Sebring. So he's a, he, I think he even ran the 24 hours of Daytona. So he, he's got a lot he can talk about besides almost getting killed, which right. is what everybody talks about. Yeah. That's my point. And, uh. I agree with you, but that shows he was very good. He held a pretty steering wheel. He could drive a race car. Well, he got his big win in the last race of the 2000 season, I believe it was, the, the Atlanta 500 when he drove for the Hendricks. Yeah. Hendrick Motorsports. And, and, uh, he was running good in him. Yes, he was. But he did. Kind of hard not to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he, he had a, a full-fledged convincing win right there at the end of 2000 at Atlanta. I forgot what, for some reason, I thought some other track. You correct? No, it was Atlanta, and, yeah. and it was fairly recently after it had been reconfigured and with the new asphalt and everything. Yeah. So we're going to talk to him at 11 o'clock. He's our guest, uh, our um, special guest. Uh, do you have a guest for next week already? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk to Lake Speed. And We've never talked to Lake Speed. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. He was like uh, one of y'all's last drivers. Uh, bef- he yeah, was- he 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 beat that Ron Senna to win the World Garden Carton uh, uh, Championship. Ayrton Senna. Yeah, yeah. Ayrton Senna. Well, we got a lot to talk to him about, but that'll be next week. And uh, of course, we're winding down here. We're going to do a show. Um, I guess the week after Lake, which will be when we do our Bud Moore. Uh, 
Veterans Day tribute and let him tell us again about capturing the headquarters, him and the Jeep driver, and 25 German soldiers, yeah, five officers. And uh, then we'll do our last show the week after the season's over with Mike Helton like we always do. And hopefully, I uh, haven't asked him yet, but we usually talk to, uh, we always talk to Mark Hauser out in uh, wide open Oregon. spaces of Oregon and uh, and Natalie. That's right. Tried to get to talk to her from Appleby. So uh, we kind of got the rest of the season planned out if it goes according to according to plan A. So yeah. we don't have a plan B, but it doesn't matter. We've always been able to uh, we all roll with the flow. Getting, well, a lot of these guys... Just like you talk about Nadu doing all these radio interviews and uh, TV stuff, you know, with Dale Jr. Uh, there's a lot of drivers. I mean, you know, can you imagine how many personal appearances Harry Gant made? You know, finally got where he had, you know, he almost come to drive for us, done an infomercial together and all this other stuff. But they get asked to do so much stuff, they don't have time, and then they're getting older, and well, I, my, my memory ain't too good either. I'm, well, only, I'm only 66, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, we, we we we'll have some good guests. And we'll, we'll wind it up in style. I hope we uh, of course can't leave out Deb. We'll have her just as soon as we uh, take this break coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, and tell us what all happened at the Roval, which uh, um, not. I'm still not crazy about it. I'd rather see them run on the big track than the, than the Roval. But anyway, that's what we got. It was a very emotional win for uh, A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, he cried his whole cool-down lap, and he was he was crying quite a bit there uh, when they interviewed him. So uh, very emotional for A.J. Allmendinger, and he had to hold off some, uh, some hard charging from uh, William Byron, who's won more races than anybody this year in Cup. And... Uh, then on Saturday, the day before that, Jeremy had another miserable race. Uh, I bet you he just can't wait for this season to get over with. He still has, a, what, four opportunities to win one today at Las Vegas and then at Homestead, um, Martinsville, and the, um, the finale in Phoenix. Now, Martinsville, let me remind everybody, the week before Martinsville, and that's October 25th on a Wednesday, the uh, afternoon guys will be at um, RJ or, or Rockers now. There's no RJ. Rockers like they always are on Wednesday. And uh, Jeremy will be down there with his Halloween painted car. And it's uh, I think it's been released to the public now. I've got a picture of it on my phone. But from 4 to 7, um, hopefully we'll be there, Greg, and yeah. uh, have, have, some, have some, a couple of beers maybe and talk to Jeremy and see that paint job. And... Uh, uh, Wish him on his way like we do every year. Uh, Clements are, are great people, and Jeremy's a great driver. They just ain't got what. They just something's wrong. There's bad luck. Uh, they got good stuff. He's a great, good driver. Well, that's what I like. And, and you know, you talk to him and text him occasionally, and stay in touch with him a little bit better than I do. Well, I didn't. Uh, but, uh, actually, I forgot to text him this week. I don't know if he noticed or not. Well, but we'll anyway, be, we'll be there. Yep, we'll be there. All right, let's take a break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who is recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. going on at this week's big race. Now let's go live to death. And good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. I'm here with Greg. Say hi to Greg. Yep. Yeah, hi, doing, Greg. Deb? Deb, you're doing okay? Oh, I am, thank you. I'm not in sunny Las Vegas. I'm in rainy North Carolina, but I'm doing well, thank you. Well, I know you were live at the Roble. And, and saw that that race. We talk a lot about that. 
That was uh, oh yeah. That was uh, a, an emotional win to say the least for AJ Allmendinger. He uh, he had the waterworks going there on his cool down lap and after the race, and I, I it's understandable. I, I remember Terry Labonte saying one time that you just after he won his final race, he said you just don't know if it's ever going to happen again. That's exactly right, and you know that's the first victory. First cut victory that Almondinger's had in two years. So it you would uh, it was interesting in the post race interview. Uh, AJ said, you know, there's one thing that just really aggravates him, and that's the drivers that show no emotion. Those are the ones he said that just get out of the car and stick their hand up and go woohoo. And he said, you know, he said those aggrav- those, those drivers aggravate me. And so he's just, he said, you will always see me emotional after a victory because I don't know if it's going to be my last one or not. And he said, I will never contain my emotions because I am happy. He said, you will never see me be like one of those drivers that just get out of the car, stick up their hand and go, woo-hoo. So, yeah, they were were pretty wide open in their post-race interview. We had, uh, in addition to A.J., Chris Rice, Matt colleague and then uh, AJ's crew chief as well. But um, between Chris Rice and, and AJ, the other two didn't get much words in. <laughs> um, has he decided or have they decided what they're going to do next year? I, I think it's kind of up in the air whether he's going to be in Cup or Xfinity, and I think he likes Xfinity. He he uh, he certainly wins a lot there. What do you think? Yeah, well, he does, and, you know, it's interesting you should bring that up is because you would think, as excited as they were and the way everything was going, it would have been the prime time or the proper time to say, hey, you know, this is what A.J.'s doing next year. And Jordan Bianchi with the Athletic pressed them and pressed them in the post-race interview Sunday night, and they just wouldn't budge. And and, um, Jordan said, well, when will we know? what the team is doing next year and what AJ's doing next year. And Chris Rice's response was, when we make the announcement. <laughs> so I don't know if they're waiting to Phoenix, until Phoenix to make it or what. You know, the only thing we know about that team is that Justin Haley is leaving and going to require racing next year. And Daniel Hemrick is going to replace Haley full-time in the 31 car in Cup. That's, and that's all we know about that team. Yeah, and that surprises me. I mean, I, I, I feel like, and of course, uh, you probably have insider information, but I feel like the team that he's going to, Rick Ware, who has actually got his hand in several different series, um, I personally, it seems to me that that's an inferior team to a colleague, and uh, and he's been with them so long, I, all the way back to when he got that uh, surprise victory at Daytona in the summer race that year when it rained, and he happened to be mm-hmm. in the lead, and he won the race. And I was just surprised that he would leave them because I just uh, associate um, him with, with that team from the beginning. I was surprised. And, uh, you know, for the very same reasons that you just mentioned. And the thing about Rick Ware Racing now, it has an affiliation with uh, RFK Racing. And that's actually where Rick Ware Racing's Cup team is based. Okay. And it's, um, I heard a little snippet of a Justin Haley interview the other day 
where he said that they, um, you know, they're hiring their team for next year. He has a lot of input, but whoever they hire is being approved by RFK Racing. Mm. So it, it sounds like he has a lot more say in this team than what he had over at College Racing. And, you know, now I'm wondering if maybe RFK Racing is doing the same thing with Rick Ware regarding a third team that Justin Marks is doing with Fire Motorsports regarding a third team. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how these technical alliances and everything are going because, you know, Brad Keselowski has said, we want a third team. But he's wanting to hold off until he sees how the new TV contract comes about, how the charter system does, because they don't want to go out and pay for a charter right now and then they and something go awry with the charter system, which technically runs out at the end of next year. And also, they want to see if they are going to get the increases they want in the percentage of the TV money. Mm -hmm. So everybody's kind of on hold, uh, and that's why it was surprising that some team that Spire did go out and get that other charter from, um, I believe it was C.J. McLeod, to yeah. run Zane Smith there this year as a third cup team, but with a technical alliance with Trackhouse. So, you know, there's just a lot of behind the scenes going on right now, particularly it's, it's like everybody is a holding pattern to see what happens with the charter system and what happens with the new TV package. And, you know, Denny Hamlin has made no bones about it that he wants the charter system to be forever, be in perpetuity. Yeah. And NASCAR has said, mm, no, we don't want that. So oh. it's going to be interesting to see how it happens. I, I remember Bud Moore used to talk to me about it, and uh, he didn't call it a charter. And this was years before it ever happened, but... Uh, he used to call them franchises, and he said, "You know, you ought to have certain teams, and uh, and they have a franchise, uh, and and there's only and only be so many of them." And you know, he was quite ahead of his time in thinking about that. But yeah, that's all very interesting, and uh, I'm going to let you keep up with, <laughs> with it for me, so uh, we can ask you about it when things as things progress. And you mentioned Denny Hamlin, boy, he had a miserable race at Charlotte. He was the First one out, and he was having trouble anyway, and got uh, he spun out or uh, there coming through that last chicane coming to the finish line, and uh, I believe it was Hosevar or some, no, it wasn't somebody else uh, hit him. Yeah, it was Hosevar. Was it hit him right square yeah. in the in the rear wheel, and uh, and knocked it askew, and that was it for him, and he finished dead last. Yeah, and before I address that situation, I want to go back to what you just said about franchises and charters. Let's okay. make it very clear the difference, okay? All right. The, the, the way the charters are handled is 
yes, you can sell a charter or, you know, you can buy a charter. Everything has to be approved by NASCAR with the charter system. Yep. And you have to meet performance requirements in order to keep that charter. So if you do not enter every race and you do not meet the point performance uh, requirements that NASCAR requires for three consecutive years, NASCAR can take that charter back from you. Okay. It's almost like so, getting relegated in soccer or something. Yeah, so NASCAR controls the charters. NASCAR controls who has the charters. NASCAR controls whether you get to keep the charters that you have or not. And NASCAR has to approve any sales of charters that go on. So that's totally different from the way the franchises operate. You know, yeah, uh, you've got the owners of the NFL who can vote to approve so-and-so as an owner, but the NFL is not going to take that franchise back. Yeah, well, and, and I understand that, but I think when I was talking to Bud Moore, and we were, we're talking 10 years ago probably, or, or, oh, yeah. or close to yeah. it, you know, the, it, it was just, I, I was impressed when the Chargers finally came along that Bud Moore was so far ahead in his thinking. And, I mean, he didn't have it all worked out. Well, well I, I think what the problem was uh, uh, that y'all were having trouble getting sponsors, but if you had a charter, that made your team more valuable and would be uh, help you get a sponsor yeah. or a sponsor because you're a, a, well, a exactly. franchise team. Winston, Winston actually was looking at, you know, T. Wayne Robinson relaying stuff back to uh, to, to Winston, and it was mainly would be gonna be like he had the uh, from the middle of the country out west would they play and they play together a little bit, you know, like a football game. But there was gonna be Ameri- like an American League and a National League. Or I, I said well, one one can be a Winston League and one of them be a Salem, <laughs> you know. That's yeah, possible. but Bud, if you yeah, but but now if you remember, Bill France G, uh, Senior tried that in the 1950s and it flopped. That's right. Yeah, because the the fans want to see all of their stars together. Well, you know they, they act, don't want to see them split up. They actually in the 50s had races on the same day. That both that's right towards they the did. point standards. They'd have a race in uh, I don't know Hickory. Or someplace, mm-hmm. and then there'd be another bunch of them racing, um, you know, in California or Oregon or someplace. Right. So uh, it, it, it was kind of it a lot refined about it from uh, the way it used well, to be. Go it, ahead. It was also mainly uh, we were trying to do away with silly season. Silly season back in the day always started Daytona Beach in July on the July Fourth race, and. Uh, that was if your contract was up with the sponsor or the driver. He, he, everybody just started talking. It, it's really who's who getting sponsorship. That's the whole heap of, and, and that's what's going on today. Uh, it, with these guys, they got to have sponsorship and, and a lot of it. Uh, so oh. they, they might not announce something because, like I say, NASCAR can revoke the, the number. They can send, they control anything. The sponsor, you got to have somebody spend the money to make the payroll, so, you know, and you got to take in bribe money from the racetrack. It, 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 it makes it complicated. Yeah, but you, you know why it starts in mid-July, don't you, Greg? 
I'm trying to remember why, why that didn't start. It's it's because your company physical years go from July one through June thirtieth. That's that's right. correct. That's right. So they have to do it when their uh, budgets and their are getting set and everything for the next year. Very good point. Let me uh, point out a Let's few go things. Go back there. to Hamlin now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, and he's not exactly involved in this, but we lost four drivers last week at the cut with uh, Keselowski, Chastain, Bubba Wallace, and Kyle Busch, who was busting his butt to, to win that race so he could continue on. But he didn't make it. He uh, he had a pretty decent race, but he didn't get there. Of course, Hamlin's been out of it for a while. But uh, go ahead with Hamlin or anything you want to talk. The four oh, the- Hamlin's still in. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a good thing that he's in such good shape. In fact, of the eight that are left, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. I've got it in my hand looking at it. William Byron's first, <laughs> Truex the second, Hamlin's third, Larson's fourth, and then the new four on the bubble would be Boucher, Bell, Reddick, and Blaney. And uh, you were talking about Cal uh, uh, Keselowski a few minutes ago, and I'm sitting here looking at this thing, and it's, uh, you know, he, uh, he's got a lot to be proud of. He made the, he made the, to the final um, 12. And he still got his car with Boucher, who's still pretty hot, um, you know, in the final eight. So Keselowski's come a long way. He has, and I think it's a very short period of time, too, when you look at how far down uh, that team had fallen. And, um, you know, this year was the first time that team had made the playoffs since 2019. And then uh, somebody was talking the other day. This was the first time that team has been this far up in the standings uh, because, it, and, uh, let's see, the current playoff system was instituted in 2014. And I think it was maybe with, uh, with the knockout round. And I think it was... Somebody said it was like 2012 since that team has been this far up, mm-hmm. uh, gone this deep into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it's. I think they definitely have something to be proud of. And it was interesting to see Brad on pit road last week after the race because as a driver, you could tell he was visibly disappointed. Mm-hmm. But... When he finished his media availability at his car, he walked down pit road to Chris Busher and congratulated him. So, at first you had the disappointed Brad Keselowski, the driver, and then showing the class that he is, he walks down pit road to Chris Busher and congratulates him as a team owner for making it into the round of eight. Yeah, that's that was. I've always liked Keselowski. I guess maybe because he drove for Phoenix Racing and won our last race at Talladega yeah. that year. But he, he he got pushed around a lot in the beginning and got blamed for a lot of stuff. Maybe justified, maybe not. But he's a he's matured and he's a team um, owner, part owner, I guess. And uh, I just I've always admired him. Let's uh, let's do our points before we uh, before he gets away from us here. Deb is still out front. Greg, she's got fifty one points. She uh. Pulled away a little bit from me. I've got 46. Ronnie's got 43. Lanny's got 41. And, Greg, you've got 17. We gave you uh, 
I think we gave you Truex last week or something. I don't remember. We we didn't cut you out of it, but why don't you go first since you're here? Man, let, me, <laughs> let me sit here and think. Uh, let me go with Brian. Wait, William Byron. Byron? Deb, what do you think? Well, Greg took my pick, so go on around. i got to think a little bit now. I'll take... Uh, I'll take Chase, I guess. I'm, I meant to do some research last night and see who runs good at, at uh, Las Vegas, and I didn't do it. I, I wanted to pick Suarez again, and maybe I should have. I like Suarez. I do, too. Lanny, uh, if you've texted me yours in, and um, Ronnie's been picking Harvick every week, but I won't give him Harvick unless you want him or something there, uh, Deb. No, I'm going to take uh, Larson. That's Probably a, good, a real safe bet. Then I'll give. Uh, well, yeah, Lanny, Bubba doesn't take him out this year. <laughs> yeah, Lanny, if you'll text me yours in, and wait a minute, I have a text here, and uh, no, that's from Mike Hill. Um, the uh, Lanny, let me know who you want, and then if nobody wants Harvick, <coughs> I'll give him back to <coughs> to um, Ronnie. Deb, were you going to have something else to say about Hamlin? No, I was just going to actually more. I was going to say about. You know, right now people are looking at Denny Hamlin and William Byron as the two that they definitely think will move into the championship four at Phoenix. So I think if those two stumble and don't make it in, it's going to shock everyone. Because, And even Danny Hamlin has kind of alluded to it in that he feels like this is his best year to win the championship. I almost feel like that Denny looks at it as, you know, if I don't win it this year, I don't guess I'm ever going to win it. Well, um, so. that's about the only thing he hasn't done. So uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. Uh, Deb, i got to tell well, you something. Oh, go ahead. you got something else? Yeah, I was just going to say, you got to – one thing about Martin Truex Jr., if people t- say, well, the regular championship doesn't matter, well, yes, it does because the points – that Martin Truex Jr. received for being the regular season champion that he has been able to carry through the entire uh, playoff is what has kept him in the playoffs. Now, it won't probably carry him into the championship round, but those playoff points that he's been able to carry through the entire playoffs that he received for being the regular season champion is what has allowed him to move into the round of eight because if you go back and look at his finishes in the first two rounds, they have been horrible. Well, I can say that um, it's a nice trophy he picked up, too, if I remember correctly. I saw that sitting oh, there yeah. when they awarded it to him. That, that was I liked it, I think, better than the, the championship trophy. But anyway, uh, Deb, I, I want to say one thing before we have to let you go. Um I went on Auto Week's website last night. I've been meaning to do it. I never do it. I never do it. And it's really, really good. I'm not going to – I'm going to make that a regular stop on my uh, surfing on my phone because there was a lot of good information there. And, in fact, I printed a bunch of it off to use later in the show about uh, the the IndyCar circuit next year. They've made a lot of changes and going back to Milwaukee for a doubleheader and things like that. And – I got it all off of Auto Week, so uh, you're uh, you're affiliated with a, a really nice uh, publication there. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's kind of your one-stop shop for all racing, no That's matter right. what kind you're interested in. 
and um, yeah, they're they're great people to work with. I really enjoyed working with them, and I don't know if uh, my story was up yet when you went through about. I the, looked for it, and I didn't see anything by you on there, so it may be there now. I don't know. I, this was about uh, eight o'clock last night. No, it should have been there. Well, I missed um, it. Let me see here. Well, I tell you what, I, we're sort of getting backed up on time here. Uh, Lanny. Well, took, it's it's the lead story. Oh. It's it's the lead story under NASCAR. Well, I couldn't see the forest for the trees then, which is par for the course. Uh, Lanny. Well, took, it, it, you would have to click on it to see my name. It's oh. NASCAR pit crew injuries on rise. Blame the it says blame the tires. It should be blame the wheels. Okay. I gotta uh, let my editor know that. Uh, right. Lanny picked Blaney, so we'll give Ron. Ronnie uh, Harvey. So that's it, Deb. Uh, what's, what's your next race you're going to? I'll be going to Martinsville. Okay. I won't, I won't go to Las Vegas, and I won't go to Homestead. All righty, then. Well, Deb, it's great. Oh. A lot of wonderful information today, and uh, we love having you on the show. And um, you have a safe week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Have a good week. Thank you. Thank you. Do. do you know who that was? Greg, do you remember? Smartest woman in motorsport. Well, that's close enough. Yep, that's right. And nice to look at too. Uh-huh. But she she knows her stuff, man. All right, we gotta we gotta catch up here a little bit, slightly behind, not too bad. But uh, we'll be right back and touch on um, results and uh, news and stuff like that. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, healthcare benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engine. You know, it just dawned on me. Uh, Greg has stepped away. We've got a partial solar eclipse today. In fact, it's, I think it's uh, starting pretty soon. And uh, the sun was peeking out right as we were getting ready to go on the air. So uh, that's something a little bit unusual. If you're out in uh, in the west, uh, the further west you get, the more complete the eclipse will be. And there is a strip uh, all the way across the continental United States that uh, will get a total eclipse. So I think ours is about 40, 45%, something like that. Let's get to these results before we uh, uh, take the top of the hour break and talk to Jerry Nadeau. Um, the cup race, we've already touched on it quite a bit. A.J. Allmendinger was the very emotional winner, and it was good to see uh, him back in the winner's circle. I've always liked A.J., so a very versatile driver and obviously very emotional. And he, um, well, it'll just be a matter of them figuring out if he wants to stay in Cup or go back to Xfinity. And uh, personally, I hope he stays in Cup. William Byron was second. Third was Kyle Busch busting his tail to try to win the race so he could move on into playoffs, but it didn't happen. But he finished third. Fourth was Ty Gibbs. Fifth, Joey Logano. Sixth, Tyler Reddick. Seventh was Chris Boucher. Eighth, Alec Bowman. Alex Bowman. Ninth, Chase Elliott. And 10th, Ross Chastain. As I said, looking down the line here, I guess the hard luck guy of the day was Denny Hamlin, who finished dead last. And he, uh, uh, as I had overlooked, even though I was staring straight at it, is uh, locked into the, the, the last eight. Now, whether he gets to be in the final four will have to, that remains to be seen. Point standings right now with six wins is William Byron. Second is Martin Truex. He's, uh, these next guys have won three times each. Uh, third, Denny Hamlin. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Fifth, Chris Boucher. Sixth is Christopher Bell with one win. Seventh, Tyler Reddick with two wins. And eighth is Ryan Blaney with two wins. And, uh, of course, those last four are on the bubble uh, for this uh, round of eight. Ryan, Kes- uh, Ryan, talking about his daddy again. Brad Keselowski is ninth, and Ross Chastain is tenth. They will run... Tomorrow at the South Point 400 at 2.30 on NBC, and that's in Las Vegas. So uh, tune into that uh, or watch football or try to do both like I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's go back. Over, uh, 
know you're doing standing with that <laughs> clip thing. Is that supposed to happen? What time today is it supposed no, to happen? You know, I saw it uh, last night, and I believe it's start. Uh, these numbers are going to be off. It's probably starting around 11-something, and I think it'll be total around 1-something, and then it'll be gone by about 2-something. And those are real rough figures. But if it gets a little dark and the clouds go away and you're wondering what in the world is going on, don't look at it with your eyes. They always point oh, out. I know it. In fact, I, I look straight up at it every time, like every other idiot. Well, uh, as the guy said on Weather Channel yesterday, he said, go dig around in the scrum. The junk drawer and find your glasses from a couple of years ago. I think it was 2017 when we had the full eclipse. So uh, when I, me and Brandon got one of the welding helmets, I'd much more engineering. <laughs> you know, it, do the, the MIG welding. Yeah, the real that, high sounds like that'd be perfect. Oh, it, it was. It was. It, you know, I was also, you sit there and look at it so much, you wouldn't get a sunburn on your face because it had the hood on it. So we, well, you had it all figured out. All right, let yeah. me move on here with Xfinity. Uh, they ran uh, last week in the drive for the Cure 250 at Charlotte on the Roval. Uh, Sam Mayer was the winner, and he really, about halfway through this season, he took off and, and uh, started winning the road courses. He'd never won one before. Of course, he hasn't been around that long. But uh, I'm not looking at the exact totals, but he won this one on the road course, and he might have had one other in there. Anyway, the point is Sam Mayer is, uh, for JR Motorsports is uh, doing excellently on the uh, road courses. Second was Cole Custer. Third, Josh Berry. Fourth was Riley Herbst. Fifth, Kaz Grala. Sixth, Parker Klingerman. Seventh, Daniel Emrick. Eighth was John Nemechek, the points leader. Ninth, Austin Hill. And tenth, Sheldon Creed. Uh, Jeremy Clements had to go to the rear to start the race. He qualified 15th, but had to go to the rear for unapproved uh, adjustment or something like that. Let's see what they call it. Yeah, unapproved adjustment. I guessed right. And um, just never got up there. Another bad race. I think he snuck into the top 20 there late and ended up uh, 23rd. He was on the lead lap, but, you know, so were 22 people ahead of him. So had the, had the Earnhardt throwback paint job and uh, for Kevin Whitaker Chevy. But he'll, he's out in Las Vegas, and we'll just see if he can uh, do something out there. That'd be, that'd be great. Well. Point standings for Xfinity. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek is first. They had they dropped off four last week as well. He's won seven times. Austin Hill is second with four wins. Third is Justin Allgaier with three wins. Fourth is Sam Mayer with three wins. Fifth is Cole Custer with two. Uh, and he's uh, in the bottom four here for this round of eight for Xfinity. Sixth is Chandler Smith. Seventh is Sheldon Creed. And eighth is Sammy Smith. And the drivers that got bumped out of the playoffs last week at the Roval were Parker, I'm sorry, Daniel Hemrick, Parker Klingerman, Josh Berry, and Jeb Burton. And you go all the way down to 19th, where he's been just about all year, is Jeremy Clements, and he's 68 points out of 18th. He was 59 points out of 18th last week, so uh, he's, uh, he's just having a terrible year. No other way to put it. And you have terrible years every once in a while. I think Bud Moore... Won a race every year for, uh, I don't know, 20 years or something like that yep. until you hired Brett Bodine. Uh, yeah, but now we did we did have a drought when we first come back in from Trans Am. That's true. And we had, we ran the part, part, part didn't run uh, 71, we didn't run <laughs> completely all the Trans Am, but we went, went as far as the money would go. Anyway. But you uh, did uh, uh, come right back 
and real, real quickly finished second at Daytona in the 500 with that uh, stay power car, yeah, Bobby yeah. Isaac. So you, you could have come back and won pretty quickly. But, but once, we started, once we started with Baker, uh, went in Dallas, and then Bobby Isaac, and it was a lot of – we won a lot of races. Yeah, you did. And uh, in the Hall of Fame to prove it. Yeah. Let me do trucks real quick. Uh, they don't race again until next week. When they have the, uh, well, let me back up. I do this every week. The uh, Xfinity runs today at 3.30 in Las Vegas for the ASCO Uniforms 302. And that will be at 3.30, as I said, on USA Network. Uh, the trucks don't run again until next week at Homestead when they will run the Baptist Health 200 at noon. Of course, all their races are on FS1. Point standings for the trucks. Corey Heim is the leader with three wins. Second is Carson Hostsavar, and I tell you, his stock is rising. We're going to talk a little bit more about him later, but uh, well, I'll just say it now. He got the 42 ride that Noah Cragson had, so he's going to be with uh, Legacy Motor Club um, driving the number 42, and I guess he's still going to be teamed with Eric um, Eric uh, Jones. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything about his plan. No, I haven't uh, Third is Christian Eckes with three wins. Fourth is Nick Sanchez with no wins and a, probably still got a little headache from getting punched out by Matt Crafton. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth is Grant Enfinger with three wins. Sixth, Ben Rhodes with one win. Seventh, Ty Majeski with one win. And Zane Smith is eighth with two wins. And uh, Enfinger, Rhodes, Majeski, and Smith are uh, on the current bubble for the final four to be cut out after uh, Martinsville. Or, no, actually, it'll, they'll cut theirs out after uh, next week after Homestead because they won't race again until Phoenix. Rat, Matt Crafton is ninth, and Matt D. Benedetto is tenth. Quickly, 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 Arca ran their last race of the season last week at the uh, Shore Lunch 200, and that was at the famed Toledo Speedway. William Sawalich was the winner. Jesse Love was second. Sean Hengorani, which is a new one on me, was third. Andres Perez de Lara was fourth. Christian Rose was fifth. Their point standings is done, and they don't race again until Speed Weeks 2024 at Daytona. Uh, I told him running Toledo, though. Yep. Uh, the final, the final uh, point standings, Jesse Love was the winner with 10 wins. He was winning every week. He was like the max for stopping of ARCA. Twelfth was on, uh, twelfth. Second was Andres Perez de Lara. Third, Christian Rose. Fourth, Frankie Munoz, man in the middle. Fifth was John Garrett. Sixth, Brad Smith. Seventh, A.J. Moyer. Eighth, William Sawalich, who ended up with four wins. Uh, ninth was Tony Breitinger, the Victoria's Secret model. And tenth, Tim Monroe. Got 30 seconds to the top of the hour, Greg. Uh, I tell you, it's amazing the season's gone by so fast. Yeah, it really is. You know, and football... College, we love college football. We pull for our Gamecocks. Well, and, some of us do. <laughs> and, and well, that, that kind of a lot of the fans, including me, are sitting on the fence a little bit now. About okay, uh, we right on top of the hour there, Greg. You will finish that later. We'll be back with Jerry Nadu. This is Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. 
here's what you need to know. In college football overnight while you were sleeping, Stanford rallied from a 29 to nothing deficit with 9.02 left in the third quarter to stun Colorado in Boulder in double overtime, 46-43. The rally included a 97-yard touchdown pass and a 60-yard touchdown pass from Ashton Daniels to Alec Iomanner. Iomanner finished with 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns. Stanford's Joshua Cardi, a 46-yard field goal at the fourth quarter gun to send the game to overtime, and then Cardi would win it with a 31-yard field goal in double overtime. In NBA preseason action Friday night, Spurs over the Heat, 120-104. to Victor Wembenyama, 23 points, 10 of 15 from the field, four rebounds, four assists, and three blocks in only 23 minutes of action. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, 
Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, where it gives me a great pleasure to welcome back after a couple of years uh, a great guest and a winning cup driver, Jerry Nadu. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. You know, I met you, I think, it. well, I know when the first time I ever saw you, you were sitting across from us, uh, from Greg and I and Bobby Allison and some others at a at that book signing at that Morrison Museum, which is right off the fourth turn at Charlotte. And uh, you were sitting over there with Deb Williams, and uh, uh, I think we had you on that year, and that's that's pre-COVID. So, unfortunately, it's been a few years since we've had you on. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a long time ago. Well, I mean, we're still, I guess, uh, the COVID left, but then uh, decided to come back. Um, you know, I know my sister my brother-in-law had COVID, uh, a couple of weeks ago, so yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's been a weird time. It's it's been a weird, uh, it's been a weird place that we've been we've lived on right now yeah. with all the stuff that's going around the world with uh, oh. Ukraine and now, now with Israel. So yeah, but racing, I, I'm still a racer. I love racing. I I, I teach it at a school in Tennessee, and uh, so yeah, all all is good. My kids are great, are great, and they're. Uh, they're all good. Yeah, Jerry. One thing I've looking uh, looking over your history and stuff, but you you've got a lot of done great at school, uh, educated, college educated, technical, high school, all this stuff. Uh, I mean, it, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, uh, what got you started? Well, I I don't know if it's actual college. Uh, the, the only college I think I ever did was was uh work you know my dad stuck me in his race car and i worked on the inside of the car but i didn't do any college i don't think we had any money to even pay a penny to go to college i basically passed high school and went racing um you know my dad was a racer at a local racetrack in danbury and uh he stuck me in his car at that four years old and i'd be with a I'd have a bottle of Windex and some rags, and <laughs> I'd be clean. I'd be cleaning his car inside and out. Um, really, I, I, I did auto mechanics since high school. Uh, we, I went to technical school, so I, I, I did. I went through auto mechanics. I also did auto body work. Uh, was not much of an engineer. Um, I loved to drive, but uh, you know, um, I couldn't tell you how they turn. Although I'd make him turn, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, all all is the same. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously, I did my stuff to get to racing. I, I left high school, went down south, uh, started doing a lot of road racing. Uh, got into NASCAR stock cars, and uh, you know, made a life out of it until, uh, unfortunately, my accident. You know, I, I want to stop right here and say something. And I told Greg this when we were driving in to the show, because uh, I did a lot of research on you last night and, and looked at things on the Internet, 
And almost everything there revolves around your accident, which is obviously a, the pivotal point in your life. But I said, you know, I'm not going to even bring Well, I, it's getting brought up, but I didn't bring it up. You mentioned it. I don't, I don't want this show to be consumed with the accident because you did so many other things, and I'm going to go right to it now. Uh, uh, you raced all over. I was amazed. You raced all over Europe in different types of cars, and, of course, that was road courses, and you raced uh, Italy, uh, everywhere, in, including Russia. I mean, that was a, yeah. that's quite a resume. Yeah, it, it was fun. You know, as a racer, you, you try to do everything you can, um, and with the least amount you have. And, you know, we didn't have, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. You know, my dad was a roofer, and my mom cleaned houses. So I had to kind of make my, and pave my own way. My dad, he, he, the first, the only thing he did for me, really, in racing is, is he got me an SK modified, and I had to do everything else. I had to find a motor for it. Uh, I had to get sponsors to pay for tires. So in 95, I, I was down here in, in Charlotte, and I met Tom Cotter, and Tom basically was able to put something together to do a five-race, uh, Bush Grand National Program. Um, we did that, uh, did well, but we really didn't have any, nothing else to go forward. So I got a phone call. I got a phone call from a fellow in in Europe. Uh, actually, it was Luxembourg, uh, Dan Partel, and he says, "Hey, we need an American driver to race in the Formula Opel Euro Series, and are you open?" And I basically, you know, this was the end of my '95, and I said, "Sure." I'll, I'll go do it. So I went to Europe for a year and did the Formula Opel in 96 uh, because I'm a road racer. I love road racing and I love Formula cars, but um, it seemed easier to find the money to go over track racing at the time. And, um, you know, I remember there was a time that Bobby Rahal wanted me to test his IndyCar, but he wanted a million-dollar clause. With, that I that I need to bring that to oh, him, and I couldn't do it. I said I, no. I mean, it, it's impossible. So I did the Europe thing. I uh, had a chance to go F three thousand racing in '96. I came back to America and and we put our cars together, and one team answered. It was Richard Jackson. Richard Jackson hired me in '97. Uh, we did. Uh, we did, uh, I worked for probably three, four months. I was spotting for Morgan Shepard. Uh, the next minute, you know, I told Richard, you got nine cup cars in your shop. Um, let me, rent, you know, let, let me put something together and let's do an ARCA race. And he, he says, Jerry, I like you. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll put you in the Charlotte race. Find me $15,000 and I'll put you in that race. And I did. And I called everybody but my mom and dad, raised the money, gave them a check, did the race. I finished second, and literally the next week I was in the cup car. Morgan Shepard moved to Jasper, and uh, then I went to Michigan for my first race. And uh, we were the second fastest in practice. So that's what started my career in NASCAR. I made it. I got to do the... Elliot Marino in 98, uh, went to Melling in 99, then went to, to the Hendrick from 2000 uh, on until uh, my wreck. We're, we're talking to Jerry Nadeau, and I want to say that, uh, I, you know, 
I got to throw this in there. Um, I was interviewing Harry Gant one time, uh, or I wasn't inter- I was just talking to him. I don't even know where we were, and uh, I said, uh, "Well, you know, Harry, you, you just had a great career, and, uh, and and you're a great race driver, you know, something to that." And he said, "No, I'm not a great race driver, but I'm a damn good roofer." So uh, when you said that about your father, that reminded me of that. Um, well, you know, it's so funny you say that. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge Harry Gant fan, big time fan. And I tell you what, uh, three days ago, I did, I put uh, five squares on the house, and I put two skylights and two bathroom uh, uh, hoses in the roof. So I'm a roofer myself. If you see my hands, I've got cuts and bruises and tar in between my nails because we. We had to put two skylights, two brand new skylights, and we had to roof around the skylights. We had to tear out some shingles. It took us three days to do it, me and my buddy. I didn't have, I had a buddy there basically watching me and, and, and picking up some of the garbage, but he didn't, I did everything else. So we had a blast. We, spent, we had a good time in the mountains, and uh, now I'm back home. I'm, I'm going to go do a, uh, a BMW. UD event next week in California for three days, um, and then I go do a school in Tennessee at the end of the month. Well, that's just great. I, 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 one thing I want to ask you about, um, and you just touched on it, it, it and it fascinates me because I'm a—I'm not going to say I'm starstruck because I've met a whole lot of, of celebrities in my 71 years, but uh, you mentioned Marino uh, and and. Uh, I remember that car so well. In fact, my son, my, who's a Marine now, or he was, uh, but he used to have a little die cast of, the, of your Merino car with the dolphin colors and Merino's number 13. How, how did that come about? That uh, uh, I know you, you didn't, I don't think you finished the whole season with Dan Marino, but that had to be, he's a big guy. I was on an elevator with him one time, and I didn't remember how huge he was. And uh, you're not all that big a guy, but he's, a, he's kind of a, a Oversized guy. No, I I was the re, the main biggest reason why I went to Elliott Marino is is a dance. I was a huge Miami Dolphins fan. I used to I was big into football back then. Uh, not anymore, but I, I was really big into it back then. And Dan was a I was just a huge fan of his. And um, you know I I could I had a chance to do other stuff. Uh, with Petties and, and Melling, and I, I decided to take the L.A. Marino. You know, it was a new team. Yeah. It was my rookie year. Um, you know, unfortunately, we lasted, you know, we only lasted 13 races, and then, uh, you know, that pretty much the team, it dissipated. It, it didn't finish the year. So it was a it was a, uh, a kind of a rough situation, a rookie deal, rookie team, rookie driver. It's hard to break into NASCAR with all that on your back. Um, I love Bill Elliott. I love Dan Marino. I wish it could have worked out, but it just didn't work out. And, uh, you know, unfortunately it dissipated after we left. Uh, we, we dissipated and we just uh, we ended it. And then I went right to Melling after that. You know, um, let me bring you up to speed on football. The Dolphins are going to kill the Panthers tomorrow. Okay, so uh, that's uh, that's how I like Marino too, though. But that, yeah, he was a uh, he was a pretty good broadcaster as well. The um, all right, so you get to uh, you get to Hendrick Motorsports. How did 
uh, I mean, you know, that's a, a plum ride, and it still is. Uh, and you went there and, and, and was a winner. But you, uh, how, how did that come about? I, you know, I don't know. I, there's a lot of other drivers that are way better. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Tom Cotter, Todd Moore uh, was talking with Rick and wanted to, Rick wanted to test me. Uh, we went testing at St. Louis, um, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, had Ken Howes. We had nine engineers. We had computers. We had everything. This was back in in uh, early, late 99, and um, it went super. It was the most incredible thing um, going to test, and you had all these eyes on you. You had all this help. And I was the most comfortable as a race driver, knowing that you had everything there, taking care of everything. And um, and we were fast, right out of the box. And that's when we we put a deal together. Uh, uh, Tom Tom and Todd Moore was able to bring uh, Michael Holligan um, to Hendricks, and we signed a deal. And uh, it went great. It was it's kind of hard because I'm not a it's hard for me because I'm not. I I was just I was a rookie. I was kind of a new guy in NASCAR, and I really didn't. I didn't come from short track racing. You know, I came from road racing. Yeah. Um. So I had to learn a lot. You know, I went through the the early stage, and I think you saw there was a lot of flash of brilliance that I did on the track, but um, I didn't. I wasn't. A, I was never. A, a longevity racer. I never. I was doing. It was either a twenty-minute race on a road course, or a, a twenty-five lap on an oval. Where you know NASCAR is so different. It's longevity. You know, you're talking four hundred laps, five hundred miles. Wow. Um, you know, it's a lot. And and not that I, I just wasn't. I wasn't really prepared. But then I had to learn a lot. And I think uh, you know. I thought it was. It went well, um, but then, unfortunately, um, you know, we dissipated after 2002. I, I got let go. Uh, was just, so I was there for a couple, two and a half years, um, and then I moved on with, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the team. I was with the U.S. Army team with uh, Jay Fry, yeah. MB2 Motorsports. I was teammates with, uh, with uh, Johnny Benson. He was with Valvoline. I was with the U.S. Army. And that, to me, was probably going to be one of my best ever times in racing with Jay Fry and Ryan Pemberton. We were doing so well. We were, we were, we were testing uh, at Charlotte. We were the, I think we were a tenth and a half faster than Jimmy Johnson and the field. Um, we went to uh, Richmond. Uh, we finished fourth at uh, uh, Texas. We finished eighth at California. Then we went to Richmond. We qualified tenth. We were the fastest in happy hour. And then all of a sudden, I woke up a month and a half later from an accident. So, you know, it's unfortunate what happened, but um, you know, it's part of the game. And and uh, now I'm just carrying on life and watching my kids grow up. You know, I'm looking at the results from uh, November twentieth, two thousand, the Napa five hundred at Atlanta, and uh, I mean, you had a dad gum good day. Or weekend, uh, you started second and won the race, and uh, and you won by less than half a second over Dale Earnhardt. Ward Burton was third. Jeff Gordon was fifth. 
uh, fourth, and uh, Bobby Labonte was fifth. I mean, I, you didn't luck into that. <laughs> that was some, that was a heck of a day. I remember listening to it on the radio. He ran good. He ran real good. Well, you should have you should have watched the race the next race after that. You know, the next the the next race in Atlanta. I don't know why I, I liked Atlanta so much, but you know it's unfortunate. The first time I went to test for Elliott, I was Atlanta. And I put his car, it was the 94 McDonald's, and I put it on fire in turn three, and we signed a contract, you know, for the uh, 98 season. Yeah. So he picked me up in Charlotte in a helicopter, went to Atlanta to test his 94 McDonald's. I put his car on fire, and we signed a contract, and I came back with the 13 car, and, and uh, yeah, and then I got my first win. So it's funny, I won that race in 2000, the, ne- the, the next Atlanta race, I led it the whole race until the last lap. I took the white flag oh, yes. at 13, and we ran out of gas. I remember. So I coasted, I coasted all the way around the, the track, and, and, and we finished third, third or fourth. I can't remember. but So Atlanta's always been a good place. I love my own half track. I did real well. We had a, we had a couple races, one at, at Charlotte. We, we blew. We lost a 10-cent a uh, oil pressure uh thing on the back of the motor uh which took us out of the race so we had we had just we had horrendous um luck we just didn't we didn't nothing went right you know we we let races and we just you know unfortunately we got that we got that uh that one and only win in atlanta uh but i'm sure there would have been others and yeah and then uh and then uh we ended it um i'm gonna we're going to have to let you go in a second. We've already run over the 20 minutes, but it's so great talking to you. We could do another hour, I'm sure. Oh, wow. But I, I want to touch on one thing, though, and uh, if you don't mind talking about this. Are you, If I'm not mistaken, if I read it correctly, you're married to a, U- a Ukrainian lady. And, uh, I mean, that must be a pretty emotional time for uh, your family. Does she still have family in Ukraine? Uh Yes and no. Uh, her sister lives here in in Florida. Uh, she's lived here for quite a while now. Um, but no, that you know that once the war started, they had to, uh, you know, they had nowhere to go. So I obviously was able to get a cheap uh, lady to come come live with me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we we started a relationship. No, me and my wife started a relationship. Three years before I had her come out online, and um, you know, then I I, I, got, I found some lawyers, and and we were able to get a, a little visa to have her come out, and I literally forced her to marry me, and she stayed with me for twelve years, and we have uh, two kids. That's great. So, yeah, no, she's amazing. Uh, the, she's uh, her mother. Unfortunately, we lost her mother uh, during the war. Uh, she, oh. Her heart couldn't take it. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, unfortunately, you know, and she did not want to leave. I, I tried everything to try to get her to come out here, uh, but she says no. Ukraine is my home, and uh, I respected that. And unfortunately, we lost her because, yeah, uh, just uh, heart problems uh, during the, the war. Well, I didn't want to end on a sad note, uh, Jerry. You've. Uh... You've got a lot of great accomplishments, uh, accomplishments that I didn't even get to touch on uh, some of your other racing. Like uh, you, you ran the twelve hours of, of Sebring, yeah. karting. You know, you've done you know, so many I other things. I want to say something. 
I want to say something before we end this. Okay. You know, this this past weekend I did a, a little Ferrari gig in Tennessee, and the guy that was driving the Ferrari was uh, Anthony Lazaro. And Anthony came to me and was crying. It was literally had tears in his eyes, and I'm like, "What's what's up?" So apparently, I won a race in 2002 when I got let go from Hendrix. I went to do a race at Daytona. It was an enduro race in uh, LMP2, and we won. Uh, me and Nancy Lozaro, teammates, uh, we won the race. I was running a Hendrick car in the, uh, the July 4th race. Uh, we broke, blew up. I decided to do the six-hour enduro race with Anthony. We won it, but I totally forgot. In back of my head, I knew we, won, we, we did something together, but... He told me we won, and I was like, "Oh my God, that is so cool!" So I, I, yeah, I was. It was very, it was very cool to see Anthony. I was happy to see him, and um, yeah, so that's my life so it, far. It's anyway, this is Greg Moore. Uh, you might not have known it, but you probably did. One of your agents noted, it. But we was actually working on a sponsorship thing, and you were to be the driver. And it was that same twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, we, we, were the, we were the 15 car. Oh, yes, the 15. Okay, the yeah. one more. Yeah, and, and, and we got pretty close on that Marino thing. And the, bo- yeah. but the bottom line was we wasn't going to race anymore. We, we were getting out. Of, you know, we had to have sponsors here. And yeah. we, were, we, we, we knew you could get the job done. We weren't worried about that. We just, all we needed was money to run you. And, uh, yeah. And that, that, you'd have had a lot of fun with us. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that can get this job done. It's just unfortunate there's not a lot of people that get a chance to show it. That's the hardest thing about NASCAR and a lot, any any type of profession, wherever you want to go, it's getting that chance. And unfortunate, you know, the cool thing is I had a chance. I made a life out of it, and uh, and yeah, it was it was a good time, and I'd still be doing it if I could. Jerry Nadu, it's great having you on the show. I promise we're not going to go two more years. And uh, before we have you on again, and uh, it's it's just great talking to you. And I hopefully our paths will cross at one of these uh, autograph signing, book signing deals, uh, like uh, when I first met you. Nadu, the superstar, ain't the way of saying butts about it. So thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show with us. Well, I think he's already bid us adieu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. He's got a fascinating life. Bye, Jerry. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Instead of spending 25 minutes on uh, on the part of his life he doesn't remember. You know. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Jerry Nadu. I wish we'd have had a little better goodbye there, but it's okay. He uh, he does have a lot going on. And, Greg, give him a call after a while and thank him for I'll coming wait. on the show. All right. I'll let's wait. take a break. Come back. We're going to talk to Mike Hill and see if we can find out what's going on at uh, Petit Le Mans in Road Atlanta. We're uh, here in Spartanburg, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spurs up. Oh, he's running away. Breaks the tackle at the 30, 20. Touchdown, Carolina. It's hit the backfield and drops. Saturday, the Gamecocks welcome the Florida Gators to williams Bryce Stadium. Carolina picks it up. It is a scoop and score at williams Bryce Stadium from 18 yards out. Boom. Coverage begins at 1230 on your home for South Carolina football. The Gamecocks Sports Network from Learfield. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines where we have on the line Mike Hill. How are you, Mike? I'm good, Perry. How are y'all doing down there in Spartanburg? Well, it's... uh. Kind of rainy when we came in the studio, but I understand the sun's breaking through so we can see the partial eclipse in a little while. Or it may be going on now. I didn't even know how long the race was, so I'm so messed up. It's uh, pathetic sometimes. It's all right. Uh, before we get started here, i got two things. All right. Uh, one thing, one thing the, <clears throat> the southern gentleman, Freddie Smith, 782 winner, he's in the Dirt Racing Hall of Fame. He's having, he's having some health problems, and, and I, I would... I would like everybody to help him pray for him. He's a great guy. He drove he drove our car, Daddy's car, back back when uh, 
I come back to Spartanburg and built the same 27 car. A great guy. He's just having yeah. some health, health issues. And, and following NADU, holy cow. You know, I was in the garage area with that guy. And if I had known his story about his dad being a roofer and his mama being a housekeeper, I mean, I would have went over and just hung out with that guy. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I met him, like he I is. said, up there at Charlotte one time at a deal they were having at that little museum off the fourth turn. And uh, he was just he was just the nicest guy. And I, I can tell you that his I haven't talked to him in two years until just a few minutes ago, and he's a, he talks a whole lot better than he did two years ago. I mean, he's just yeah, uh, he's, he's continuing to improve. Yes, I've noticed that too myself. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, he's great. Yep. So uh, so what's going on in it at uh, at Road Atlanta? I uh, um, I I don't know what made me. I, I read all this stuff, and I don't know what made me think that uh, the race was a. 12 hours and had already started at 10 o'clock and I was just, I was all messed up about it, but I should, uh, and I thought I prepared, but I watched the qualifying yesterday with you and, uh, you know, well, not with you, but at the same time. And, uh, you know, they, uh, looked like they ended on kind of a sour note there with, uh, the rain and they changed tires kind of late during the qualifying cause it was raining, uh, misting heavily anyway. And, uh, had an off-track excursion there. I don't know if that damaged the car or not, but I, I guess that was – I was disappointed, but, you know, it's a long way to go. We've got a 10-hour race coming up. Yes, and, it's you know, it's, it's been about par for the course for, for my guys this year to do that. It seems like they, they're, they're stepping on their feet there with trying to go out and do things like that, and then it ends up biting them. But, you know, like you said, it's a 10-hour race. It, 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 you know, and you're only going to, the worst you can start, I think we're going to start eight. The worst you can start is ninth but this year. And, you know, they're going to add more cars to this deal for next year. But <clears throat> you, you run, run in top 10 hours on a road course, uh, really, and they separate the bill out for the start. So, you know, you're going to be fifth row back. So it ain't no big deal. The weather good <clears throat> down there, you think? I haven't. It hasn't come on. T- I got Peacock up here on the big screen, and it keeps telling me that coverage will begin shortly, and I'm trying to get it to come up because I want to see. You know, we, we won a championship down there a few, a few years back. Best and, race and, I ever saw. And a rainstorm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good race, yeah. Well, um, so, you know, we were talking last week about some different things, and uh, I was – did a little bit of research for uh, you, and I texted Neil Castles Jr. and asked him what kind of gun his daddy used to carry. Because you told me to, that you gave me that assignment to uh, to find that out. So, uh, what, what did you say you thought it was uh, a Colt forty five? I, I thought it was a Colt forty five revolver. Okay. Well, well he an- was he answered me. He said it was a Ruger Super Black Hawk. 44 Magnum. <laughs> How about that? I, I mean, I, I don't know that much about guns, but that sounds like a, a cannon or something. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah that, would, <laughs> that would stop a car. Well, that's, I guess why he had it. <laughs> you, you were in the Secret Service. You know what a 44 Magnum is, Terry. <laughs> well, we were, I'm going to tell you, we were okay with the shotgun and, uh, and the Uzi. But our our sidearms were pathetic compared to the our competition. I mean, uh, I, I a thirty eight 
revolver is, uh, snub nose revolver is not much against, uh, but fortunately we didn't have to get into any shootouts, but, um, I was with a girl one time who dropped it down. We were sneaking up some back stairs in, uh, in the tenements of Chicago and, uh, and we had the, the main guys were going to the front door and we were going up the back steps, which was like on the third floor and they were wooden. You know, and they go zigzag up the back of the oh, house. Yeah. She dropped the gun, and it hit every single stair going back <laughs> down all the way to the ground. And, I mean, wow. it was like a slinky going down those stairs. And I, Evidently, uh, or obviously, it blew our cover. But anyway, let's get back to racing. Um, I, I also well, look... They, they just popped up on TV, and it looks like it's really cloudy down there. Matt Yoakum's talking, and it looks like the racetrack is dry right now. Okay. So maybe... Maybe they won't. Frank went here, too. I I did some other research of something we talked about last week, and that was the Formula One Andretti team. And it looks like uh, it it was pretty much what I said. It looks like they're fighting it out to uh, because that's just the other owners don't want a piece of the pie and uh, don't want to give up any more of the pie and divide it up. And the article I read said that there's there's 10 teams and they don't want 11. I thought it was 11 teams, and they didn't want 12 because they start 22 cars every week, and that would be like two cars a team. So whatever it is, if they were to give them the green light and go, from what I read, uh, they couldn't possibly uh, be ready with the Formula One Cadillac of Andretti Motorsports until 2025. So it's not going to happen next year for sure. You know, you have to wonder when you watch these Formula One deals, and they're in one country one week and another country the next week. How, where in the world? What kind of budget do they get? And I can see how those those guys wouldn't want to give up a piece of the pie. If, if you know, I'm sure that's where the money's coming from. Is from the Formula One deal. It's not like the sponsors going to pay that kind of money. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you know? and um, and speaking of the travel. <laughs> You know, they race next week uh, at Austin, at COTA, the Circuit of the Americas, and then they go to a couple of other countries, and they come back to the United States after our show's done for the year and race in Las Vegas on a track that's, uh, I, I think it's, it's, I don't believe it's at the track the Cup guys are running at this weekend. I, I'm picturing it's some sort of cobbled together thing on the... Yeah, it's probably through the town down there. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking, that. through a bunch of parking lots or something. Yeah, yeah, that racetrack's not conducive to Formula One cars out there. I, I don't even think. You're speaking about Coda. You know, I've raced everywhere from Washington to Miami to New York to Canada to California. Coda, when we went there to run the, the, the uh, prototype cars, I walked into that garage, and I'm thinking, holy cow, this is the nicest place I've ever been in the world. And they said, yeah, we're gonna, we built it up nice for the Formula One cars. We didn't build it up nice for you and the Cup guys. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Formula One. That, that sounds like Egglestone. Well, yeah. I was looking, at, was I was looking, I was looking up Egglestone on the, on the computer like, uh, yeah. the other day, and, you know, he, he was a former competitor. I mean, he he really run that. He's done a real good job running. I know, I know he's been out of the picture for a pretty good while. Well, I got an article right here that I was going to touch on um, when I did my wrap-up, and it says, and it's got his picture, and he don't look too good, uh, Ecclestone spared jail after admitting tax fraud. So, uh, Oh, Bernie. 
Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the, the the British were all over him uh, for, uh, let's see, Ecclestone spared jail after pleading guilty to a fraud charge over failure to declare millions of pounds to the British government. So Wow. I don't know. I, I guess cow. I don't know why they didn't. If it was me, they'd lock me up, and he, we'd look yeah, like we're I'm about the same it. age. <laughs> yeah, yeah I if I don't pay some taxes and get a refund or something, I'm scared I'm they're gonna come back and get me for something. God, I haven't had a refund in a couple of years. Let's don't let's don't mention taxes. Let's don't. don't please please don't because they went back two or three years ago on me. Hmm. And then they sent me back they sent me a little deal said, Oh, you didn't pay enough and so <clears throat> we had to go and uh, make sure they got paid. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mike, we're going to let you. You know, last week we talked to you so long, um, I barely, when the last commercial rang, uh, ran after we hung up, it went straight to the closing of the show. So I, I can't let that happen this week. So I'm going to let you go now so I can touch on a couple of other things. Honest to goodness, uh, I really thought the race would be about an hour old when we called you uh, or when we got together at 11 after Jerry Nadu. And of course, uh, I didn't know any better, but, uh, I would like to probably have you on again next week, if you don't mind, to talk about what I thought we were going to be able to 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 have going on as we speak today. So we'll talk yeah. about it later in the week. I love having you on the show, and I, you're a regular as far as I'm concerned. We've yeah. got to get your name on the credits at the beginning. He's got to be. I'll, I'll be happy to help any way I can. All right. Uh, since my little brother took up fishing. <laughs> That sounds great. Hey, he's good at that, too. Yep. Uh, he knows a lot about race If cars. I went fishing and brought home $1,000 about once a week, I think I'd quit Wells Fargo. But, Mike, we appreciate you coming on like we always do. And, uh, well, we'll just talk to you next week, I hope. I'll, I'll set it up with you after. Uh, you're going to probably follow Lake Speed next week, if that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I like Lake. You know, I follow everybody. <laughs> We've already got cars. Well, on the pace lap, we've already got cars spinning out. Fortunately, it's an LMP two car. It's not. It's not. It's not our car this time. Oh, that's... But they're making pace. They're making pace laps in Atlanta now. All right. Well, I'll be. Uh, I don't know if we can get Peacock at uh, Applebee's, Greg, but we'll see what we can do. I got it on my phone. We don't have to worry about there it. There you go. Thank you. you go. Thank you, Mike. Thank Talk you. Talk to you next week. All right, guys. See y'all. All right. Bye. Very I do. Good. I do want him to be a regular. <laughs> you. You need to hire. Him. Well. I told him last week I, I would I would pay, and he. I told him last week I wanted him on the show permanently, and I double his pay every year. Because we got to figure out if we're going to do this again next year before we get too carried away. Anyway, let's take our last break and come back, and I got some things to wrap up here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Career Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at rearnissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. 
Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35-millimeter film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35-millimeter and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35-millimeter, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines for uh, Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Let's touch on IMSA, uh, which we were just talking about. They're on the pace lap, according to Mike Hill. And um, it's about a two-and-a-half-mile track down there at Road Atlanta. I haven't told this story in two years, but I'm going to tell it, Greg. Uh, I've, and I've told it before, so bear with me. 
But one, I used to go to a lot of races at Road Atlanta. Me and my girlfriend and, and a whole bunch of people. Oh, we loved going to Road Atlanta. Yeah. But uh, Can-Am and the Formula 5000, remember yeah, that? and uh, you, didn't you and Donnie Allen go down there a bunch? Yeah, yeah. You, you, so, anyway, first time I went, I didn't know where I was going. I had that little yellow Toyota Celica, and I didn't know where I was going. And I pulled up to this old country store with a bunch of people sitting on the front porch of it. And I, I got out and stood by the car. I don't even know if I turned it off. And I, there's a bunch of people sitting up there. And I said, uh, could you tell me how to get to the road, how to get on the road to Atlanta? And the guy stood up and spit off the porch and said, damn, boy, that's the road to Atlanta right there. So, anyway, that's my road to Atlanta story. No, well, that, that, that's pretty I, good. I did eventually find it. But uh, IMSA, they... Um, they had the qualifying yesterday, and Wayne Taylor's team got the pole position. That's an Acura. And, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, an Acura. And they were only like uh, five points behind. Uh, I'm sorry. They were three points behind the Wheeling Engineering team. You get points for qualifying, but we never could figure out. And I looked everywhere, and Mike looked, and we just couldn't see what the new point standings were. But it really doesn't matter. I did hear the announcer say at one point that they lost the point lead. So they must award maybe five points for the poll. I don't know. Anyway, whoever wins ten hours from now is going to be the new champion. And well, have Wheeling car, man. Right? We pull for Well, it. I got to go home and put on my uh, champagne-soaked T-shirt that Mike sent me from the two or three years ago when they won it. Formula One, they ran um, the Lucille International Circuit, and that's in Lucille, Qatar, or Qatar, last week, and. Uh, very shocking outcome. Max Verstappen won. And uh, I don't even count it up anymore. I said like 13 out of 14 and 15 altogether or whatever. Uh, the big news coming out of that was on the first lap, first turn first lap, um, Lewis Hamilton tried to pass uh, his teammate. Um, and the, the and Max Verstappen all in, all in one fell swoop from the outside he didn't make it he made contact uh with his teammate here it is george russell and uh, they both spun but it was uh terminal for lewis hamilton and um they the officials termed it to be a racing accident and uh he was just he was going for it on the first lap and he didn't make it and lewis hamilton finished dead last the point standings there are uh i mean it's a 209-point lead for Max Verstappen over Sergio Perez. Lewis Hamilton is still third in points. Fourth is Fernando Alonso, and fifth is Carlos Sainz. And as I was saying to uh, Mike just now, the next Formula One race will be in two weeks on this, on uh, October 22nd. That's a week from tomorrow, and that's at Coda in Austin, Texas, the United States Grand Prix. And after they run that, they're going to go run around the world and come back uh, about three weeks later and go to Las Vegas for another U.S. Grand Prix. So you realize we had three. You remember earlier in the year they had one in Miami that they built around Hard Rock Stadium, uh, a permanent race course. So uh, the, the Formula One cars, they haven't run it like it's been in a while. No, they haven't run there in quite they a while. It used to be. Well, you know, Watkins Glen, I don't think is safe enough for them. They've still got a lot of guardrails. And I don't think Formula One uses guardrails anymore. I mean, it's either a, a a very distant wall that you have to run through a sand trap to get to, or a, or or a, a, some other kind of barrier. But well, I that, think 
I think guardrails are a thing in the past in Formula One. Oh yeah, but and then they they, they had uh, Formula One cars. I mean, back then they were so dangerous. So well, they still are, but you know, they, but they a lot better than they were. Yeah, a lot better than they were because they've got a the halo. Now the Indy cars put the halo, but they put a windshield in there. So uh, you know, it's not an open. It is an open cockpit, but you got a uh, like a, a a roll cage that's permanently a part of the car. Barnett is for Super Tex, our hero AJ Ford. He didn't have a hard end. He hit he hit the hoop bars back. Is was below his head. Red. Oh yeah, it was on a lot. Greg, I got a book, and I just finished it this week, and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but. I, you want to read some stuff that's crazy. It's called Blood and Smoke. And it's not about my brother. It's about the first Indianapolis 500 and uh, and building the track and all the people that were involved in it and uh, and how seven people got killed in 1909. I think four of them spectators or five of them spectators uh, at the first race they had there. And that's when they decided, you know, we got to do something with this tar surface we've got on on dark on dirt sort of like over gravel i mean it was ridiculous they tried to do their best but these big heavy these cars weighed a ton and uh and of course they were clipping along there at 90 100 miles an hour with a, a driver just sitting in there i mean not, no protection what not even a windshield no protection and they were going into crowds and killing people and uh the the story of of uh the beginning of the indianapolis motor speedway is just incredible so uh, you and might you, like to read that. It was I couldn't put it down. I did, but it, it well, you was remember just, we done it. We done that spoof one time uh, about, about the thing that you had a whole lot of the mechan- chief mechanic rode around road with the driver. Well, not the chief mechanic. It was a ride mechanic. A the ride chief mechanic had more brains than to get in there. Well, yeah, but they and those guys got got thrown out of race cars and hurt they, bad. They lost fourteen riding mechanics, I think, in the history of. They they had them in the first race, except for Ray Haroon, who, uh, and there's a lot of doubt about who won the first race, but Ray Haroon gets credit for it. Uh, the owners of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway had them destroy all the records of the first race after they, after they decided the top, you know, 40. There was 40 cars in the race. They had all the records destroyed, so nobody could go back and second guess them. Anyway, one more Indianapolis note here that I've got that I got off of Deb's website. Um, they are closing the finest museum I've ever been to in my life in the uh, south end of the infield there at Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, which is just, I mean, it's, it's out of this world. They're closing it November 6th for a year and a half. They've already moved all the cars, or, or they're going to, they've started moving all the cars that's, out of there. That's, that's the museum of all museums. And they're doing a $89 million uh refurbishing, renovation, I guess is the word to use, and it will open back sometime in April of 2025. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I didn't realize that museum, it looks great, but it's 47 years old now. And, uh, but it's, uh, they've kept it up. But oh, it, it's spotless. It, it was, it was the Taj Mahal before the Taj Mahal. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if it's that old, but it's, but, uh, uh, well, it's, I know what you're saying. Let me touch on some other stuff here. Uh, and I got this off Deb's website, and I call it Deb's website. It's Auto Week, which is really informative. I would not have known this. But IndyCar announced their schedule uh, last week, and some of the highlights, they are going back to Milwaukee. 
the oldest continuously operated racetrack in the world. It goes back to 1903. There is none older. Indy hasn't been there since 2015, and they're going to run a Labor Day doubleheader. They're going to run a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. I like that race. Well, I do, too. Um, I think Buckshot Jones won a, a, a bush race up there one time. Yeah. Um, there's a 17-race schedule. That hasn't changed. And they are uh, taking almost a whole month off during the summer for the Olympic Games. Uh so, looking at the schedule here at Indianapolis, well, it opens up on March 10th in St. Petersburg on the streets, uh, Long Beach, uh, Barber Motorsports Park, Indianapolis Road Course, May 18th and 19th. The qualifying for the 500, May 26th, is the Indianapolis 500. Uh, Detroit, Road America, Laguna Seca, Mid-Ohio, doubleheader in Iowa on July 13th and 14th. Toronto on the streets, uh, Gateway in, Saint, in Madison, Illinois, Portland, Milwaukee's doubleheader, and the last race of the season will be the Mil- the um, Nashville Street Race. So that's how they're going to end up their season. I had some other news here to touch on real quickly. Uh, Riley Herbst is coming back to Stuart Haas in Xfinity. Sheldon Creed has been, even though he's got a chance to win the championship, he is not coming back to Childress. I don't like Sheldon Creed, and I don't know the reasoning for that, other than maybe Richard Childress doesn't like him either. Um, Marco Andretti is going to run the truck race at Homestead. Carson Hosevar will be permanently in Cup next year, driving number 77 for Spire Motorsports, and uh, will run the final four races this year for uh, Jimmy Johnson's team. And here's one for you, Greg. Ernie Elliott was named a 2023 recipient of the Smoky Unique Award. So, Man, that's good. So that's uh, that's all we got. And we did it with a minute 40 to go, whereas last week we had no time left over. <laughs> yeah, that, that... But today, um, 3.30 is the Xfinity race. Let's let's yeah. cheer on cheer on Jeremy, see if he can get a win finally. Or even, I'd take a top 10 right now. I mean, you know, 14th is the best he's done. He's done it twice. Um, a lot of football. Oh, let me mention the Gamecocks play at 3.30 today. I think that's on the SEC network. But just about the time we get out of here, Greg, uh, somebody's going to sit in this chair, I guess, and we're going to have a three-hour pregame show for the Gamecocks. So uh, that'll be coming on at 12.30 here on WSPGAM 1400 and FM 98.3. So uh, I think Tyler and his brother do that, if I'm not mistaken. And that's about it. Well, we need to just thank everybody. Thank everybody. Well, thank you for getting us Jerry Nadu and coming in and uh, helping me here so I didn't have to talk the whole two hours by myself. I don't think my voice would have made it. Well, like I say, uh, that's when, when my frame of mind, when my when I'm hitting on all the eight cylinders, or eight thrusters or whatever you want to call it, uh, I do pretty good. But sometimes I just can't. Maybe it had too many, having too many birds, had too many licks, and he had fall, falls and fell too many times. Well, let's don't get into that. But we don't I want to get into that. I'm uh, thankful for Lancaster and Brent Lancaster and, and, and our wives and brothers and kids. And, uh, okay, well, and, that's uh, got to go, Greg. <laughs> we're going to wrap this thing the, up. Who's the boss? And we're going to. Ryan Flaherty. Thank you, Ryan Flaherty. Ryan Delaney. Ryan Delaney. Okay, thank you, Greg. Thank you. What about that? We'll be back next week with uh, 
Another edition with Lake Speed, I hope. Thanks to our guest this week. Natalie, get a table ready. We're on the way. The rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The official home of the USC Upstate Spartans. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. WSPG. WSPG Spartanburg. In college football Friday night, while most of you were sleeping, 